What is up? Welcome back to another episode of the Snug Dan Nerdcast. As always, I'm Kevin, and I've got Danny with me. Hello, everyone, once again. And we are here to talk some nerd stuff. Nerd cast, nerd culture, podcast stuff. Yeah. How you doing today, Kev? I'm doing really good. It's been yeah. a good couple of days for me. Yeah, good, man. Yeah. yeah. It's my Friday, so we record on my Friday, so I'm that's, always feeling good. That's awesome. It's midweek for me, but you know, <laughs> construction. So, you all week have been teasing me about a certain topic. I don't know if we want to tackle it first. I actually did kind of want to. You open want to tackle it. it first? Yeah. Let's do that then, brother. All right. So we'll just. Sorry. Pause for for dramatic effect. <laughs> um, you remember being over at Christians, playing Life is Strange. Uh, so I actually wasn't with you, you guys. Weren't with us for no, that? I wasn't with you I for it. Swear you were. Oh, you know what? Actually, we were. It was overnight, wasn't it? Yeah. Didn't we all stayed the night. And yeah, I'm pretty sure we did the I dual think tournament I played, that night too. I think I was with you guys for like half of it or something. I think I either oh, went home. Oh, that's early. right. We did it later, like yeah. in the. Or, okay, yeah, you dipped early. I think I did dip early. I don't no, remember wait, playing through the whole we were, thing. Yeah, we probably didn't make it through the whole thing. And I think but I popped I know, in in the middle of it, but yeah. I know you were there because I made pizza. Because there was that weird, I'm in the kitchen making pizza thing. That we all freaked out about. Yes, I think so. I think I do yeah. remember that. It's all a little foggy. It's all a little <laughs> it's, foggy. It's quite some time ago. Um, actually, my roommate Maverick was the one who showed it to us. Um, Life is strange, or the pizza. Life is strange, not the pizza. Oh. I've, <laughs> I I've like been making pizza, pizza since I was like twelve. You can ask Isaac about that. We had a, a different thing. Yeah. Okay. Let's plug all the friends today. Um, gotcha. So, uh, yeah, big, actually, real quick, pause, uh, big shout out, not like actual pause. I, um, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, he like reached for his computer when I said pause, so that's not what I meant. I almost did. Uh, <laughs> uh, pause on the show, like the topic for a second. Um, big shout out to our buddy Christian, uh, who has been avidly listening and regularly messaging both of us about the show. We love you, buddy. Thank you so much for the feedback. Yeah, I second that. Dude. Um, All the support and I mean, means the and world. And everybody, really. Yeah, like, everyone that listens. If you listen to it, we just fucking um, appreciate you. We I also, love you. yeah. Also, Elliot, my buddy Elliot out in Oklahoma. Um, he's been he's been actually sending us like fine tooth comb notes about every episode, just so that we can make adjustments however we need to, content wise or you know, quality wise. And yeah, we, we greatly appreciate everybody who sent us feedback on what's going on. Um, just cause it, it helps us make the show better. It yeah, does. I second that it, um, any tiny little thing that we can change or improve on, I want to know about just so that we can do it. Um, cause we're pretty serious about it and we like making yeah. it as good as it possibly can be. So yeah. Indeed. But yeah, thank you everybody. Everyone that's listening. We Absolutely. hope you guys are enjoying them they're going to keep coming. I don't plan on stopping, neither does Kevin. Uh, so nope. we'll be here for a while. Yeah. So anyway, back into my topic after that little. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Life is Strange. You know about the first game. Yes. Did you, you played the whole way through, right? I have Eventually. watched all three games. I haven't played okay. through them myself, but I've, I've watched them. So I 
I still have, I think, one episode left in Life is Strange 2. I was trying to get it all done before mm. this episode so that that way I had all of it. But unfortunately, I love the game so much that I just want to explore and get all the collectibles. And it's just it's such a beautiful game. Like all of it is like hand painted and then animated. And it's it's so beautiful. I it, You can definitely tell. I mean, critically, the game is kind of... There's some people that definitely rip on it, but well, I don't you can like tell them, so that the fine. game was made. <laughs> you can tell that the game was made by a passionate team, um, and that's f- interesting because Square Enix, that company, they actually haven't been doing the best lately. Square Enix itself has actually lost quite a bit of money, I believe, over the past few years. Before Final Fantasy VII Remake's release, I think they were losing quite a bit of money every year. Um, and Kingdom Hearts 3, obviously. Those two kind of got them out of a hole, I think. But Kingdom Hearts 3 was so good. I still need to finish it. Oh, it I, I have such conflicting conflicted feelings over it, but the DLC really fixed it for me. Um, sorry, but yeah, go ahead. You're good. So back to you. Um, so in the first one... You know, you know, not not everyone that's watching will know. You play as a uh, teenage girl named Max Caulfield or Maxine Caulfield, but she goes by Max, um, who lived in Oregon and then as a young child moved up to Seattle and lived in Seattle for a while and then moved back for her senior year of high school uh, to Oregon specifically for a special, um, uh, like a special high school uh, for arts that was there in what's called Arcadia Bay, which I tried to find it just in case it does actually exist. And the closest thing I could find was Arcadia beach, which is like, I thought, I thought Arcadia Bay was a real town in Oregon. No, couldn't find it. Oh, so if it does exist, Google Maps doesn't believe it. Um, but yeah, so we, uh, basically you play through all these and you, uh, you find out like this happens right at the very beginning. So it's not really spoiling anything. You basically wake up finding out that you have the ability to rewind time a small amount. Prince of Persia style. A little bit. Yeah. Um, And then kind of, you kind of figure out how your powers work and you know, you can do all kinds of stuff and it's an episodic game. That's got all kinds like uh, you follow the story, but everything that you choose, um, affects the like all of your major choices and minor choices all affect how the game goes right right so all of your your decisions affect the outcome um and it's uh, they on top of the artwork and stuff i don't know if you knew this or not but they actually very very specifically picked all of the songs on the soundtrack all of them have like a deep meaning to the story on top of the fact or on top of them being just really good songs yeah i was gonna say the soundtrack amazing for that game it's a very the soundtrack just fits the game so well and it's also one of those soundtracks that if you're ever feeling like um nostalgic or even melancholic um, melancholy yeah or melancholy yeah yeah i guess melancholic is not a word is it <laughs> i don't think so it might be I don't know. um but yeah if you're ever feeling those kind of feelings it's a perfect soundtrack to listen to even if you weren't into the games like i'm sure you can buy the soundtrack like on steam i'm or pretty something. sure it's on spotify you could probably just pull it up oh yeah like oh, yeah. i know i can you could easily find somebody who's made a playlist of it on spotify i know that for a fact um the only song that i know 
um, off the top of my head is called Mount Washington. I'm not remembering the name of the band, but uh, I only know that because uh, Christian and I, back to the shout out, um, we tried, we did like a, a cover of it when we were trying to start a band like forever ago in high school, like every high schooler does. <laughs> yeah, I remember you guys playing. I remember yeah. you guys playing. I kind of missed that. You got you got some compliments from the neighbors. Yeah. I remember that. Um, but uh, so then they were making Life is Strange 2, or so they told us they were making Life is Strange 2. And uh, about halfway through what I assume, about halfway between when they released the final episode of Life is Strange and Life is Strange 2, uh, they released Life is Strange Before the Storm. Yep. which was playing as Chloe pre-Max returning to... Yes, that's right, yeah. Um, Chloe, and you find Arcadia out what Bay. happens to... Uh, Rachel. What's her name? Rachel? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, I and mean, you find one, out what happens to her in the first game, but yeah. you, you get more more info. But um, Oh, which also, before I get too far away from the first Life is Strange, I feel like I probably told you, Krishna and I both were like, oh my God, this is crazy. But on the one-year anniversary of the fifth episode of Life is Strange... There's a certain event that happens in that, which you you see the allude like it being alluded to. It's very obvious that it's going to happen. Like it's shown that you're like seeing a vision of the future at the very beginning. There's a tornado. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a tornado that touched down in Oregon, which is rare. On the one year anniversary of the release of the fifth episode. No, really? Straight up. Whoa. No joke. <laughs> yeah. That one, like, every time I tell it, I get chills. That's cool. It is cool. insane. That's very cool. So, anyway, moving on. You had that one, and Chloe didn't have any powers. Basically, you were just really good at arguing with people to get your way. Yeah, I remember that. And that was, that was how you did all of that. Same style game. I think that one only had three episodes instead of five. The that was Before a little shorter. The Storm? Yeah. Um, I don't even remember it having episodes. I thought it was just a one, did. one banger. It no? had a couple of episodes. Oh, you know what? Captain Captain Spirit or whatever uh, was the I one banger. I didn't actually play Captain Spirit. Or I, whatever it's called. Yeah, that's that's the one. Um, I didn't play Captain Spirit. Um, I didn't either, but it's just it's just one scene out of the second game yeah. from a different perspective, which yeah. is kind of cool. But I think it Did it cost money? I can't remember. No, it was free. It was free? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, that's awesome. Yeah, that was one thing that I really liked was that they did have that to like enhance the experience of the uh, the second episode of Life is Strange 2 was they had like a separate game that you could play that basically just got you like a separate deal. And they were like, yeah, if you play this first, then it'll, you know, enhance your gameplay. Da, da, da. And I'm like, I mean, that's cool, but I really want I really need to finish this <laughs> and I don't have time to spend another hour and a half on, you know, that. Let's 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 keep talking about the games because we're going yeah. on to Captain Spirit and A little bit. whoever whoever um, might not know might not know even what that is. So. Yeah. So then, uh, well, Captain Spirit, it's yeah, it's like a side game that was based on a, a mini character that appears for a little bit in the uh, Life is Strange Two game. We'll get there. Um, but in the Life is Strange Two <laughs> game, you play as uh, these. You play as this uh, teenager. His name is uh, Sean Diaz. And he lives with his dad in Seattle and his little brother, Daniel. And uh, in the first episode, you find out that Daniel has like telekinesis powers, like crazy telekinesis powers. Should we should we spoil how you find that out? No. 
No, definitely no. don't spoil this that. one. Legitimately, like I don't want to. I don't want to spoil too. Like even though it's been out for like I want to say a year and a half at least. By this I think point, maybe two or two yeah. and a half. Or it's something. been out for a little remember. bit. Like I honestly, I forgot that I had it for a while. while to come out, I think. Yeah, I I forgot that I had it for a little while. Like I love those games, and I totally spaced. And then I started pl- like I I pre-ordered it and just forgot about it. So like when it released, it auto-downloaded onto my PlayStation. I had no idea. I just missed it. Yeah, <laughs> I found it when it was like, oh my god, this came out. I totally forgot this was coming out. Oh my god, I'm so I'm so terrible. I loved these games. Why? <laughs> and so I freaking I started playing, and I ended up stopping after the first episode because I just like it just hits you like all of the Life is Strange games. It just hits you with so many emotions, and it's yeah. I mean. I also really like to get into stories like that. So like those emotions tend to hit me a lot harder, but it was one of those, like, it just, ugh, I just, I resonated just a little bit and it's just like, ugh. I knew you were going to like the second game. <sighs> yeah. Cause like as an older brother yeah. myself to yeah. a single younger, well, yeah. Um, it's easier for you to put yourself in those yeah. shoes probably. Than, like that one was a lot easier not. because yeah, like me and my brother were, you know, mm-hmm. I was oldest of two boys, so you get a lot of what the yeah what, um, like even though Sean's responsibility is even though age wise Jacob and I are a lot closer, uh, we're only two years apart. But and being the older brother, you still had yeah, that. You still had the, it's still the, the, the responsibility, and the you're the older brother, and you know, yep, all of that, yep. And so that was, yeah, it was one of those, like, I just, I got sucked into that one. It just, it hit me with so many feels. I'm like, it's so hard for me to like, <laughs> I just realized like, when I'm making the choices, it's so hard for me because I'm like, ah, I just realized we gave Christian a shout out and now we're talking about like his favorite game series. Yeah. One of his favorite game series. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to gush on this episode. I know Love he you, is. Man. Um, so that finally because I, I didn't finish it so i can't like tell you how i felt about the end because i just yeah i didn't get there but um, it's a crazy ending. i will i'll it's get there cra- soon there's a couple of crazy endings in that one so also um because strangely it shows that i have no friends that have completed any of the episodes past one which means that likely christian is slacking and not playing them or has been playing them on a different platform didn't he play them on his xbox I thought? it's possible that he got it for xbox instead but i don't know, yeah, I don't know. or I, he bought it he bought it on playstation the original he bought it on xbox playstation and pc so like gotcha. it's possible that he continued playing on pc instead of on anything else so but anyway um yeah it just uh, it, it hit me is but, that is is the the topic surprise the life is strange games is that the topic surprise you had for me or is it coming still the new one no that's coming out are September they really 10th. making another one yes they are no they're not dude right. i thought for sure when you told me that that i was gonna like it i was sitting here like oh i'll probably i'll probably know what he's talking about because I would probably hear about something that I would yeah. enjoy. It's called Life is Strange True Colors. Okay, now here's the real question, right? What's up? Who's who's the main character that you play as? You play as a girl named Alex Chen. So this is straight off the Square Enix website. Alex Chen hides her curse in, like, air quote, 
the supernatural ability to absorb and manipulate the strong emotions of others when her brother dies in a so-called accident. She must embrace her volatile power to find the truth and reveal dark secrets buried by the town. So basically, she moves to uh, Haven Springs in Colorado. And you play as this girl, like she moves there. I watched the trailer and the trailer, I was like, oh my God, I can't wait for this to come out. September 10th. I'm like, ah, soon. Like, honestly, I think next paycheck I'm going to (laughs) pre-order. That's interesting that they're going to go with a new character because I remember a lot of people, myself included, were very upset that Max did not return for the second episode. That's kind of a spoiler, but also kind of not. You do see photos and whatnot. Uh, oh, you meet fucking. Don't you meet? Uh, spoiler. Never mind. I'll talk about it later with you. If if it's if you meet a character from the first game and the second game, I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, I'm so not, spoil yeah. It for Okay, me. it's a very good thing I'm not. It's a very good thing I'm not. Uh, I'm not explaining then. Yeah. Um, um. They have the potential to make their own little MCU of these characters. Kind of. Yeah. Because they all have powers, right? And they're all in yeah. the same. Um. I guess universe, but essentially. Uh, um, I like they kind of have some crossover stuff in like DLCs and stuff. So like, but honestly, like it's eighty bucks for the pre-order of the ultimate, Whoa. and I'm seriously about to fucking do it. Oh, for all it's for so, that plus all the episodes, right? So the ultimate is yeah, it's all of the episodes for it as well as actually. Hang on, I'll let me click on it real quick, and I'll I'll tell you so. I'll click hey, PC Ultimate Edition. Scroll up, don't slide. Okay, it is the um the whole game. Uh Life is Strange Wavelengths, which I think is another one of those games similar to the Captain Spirit thing where it's like it enhances, but it's not necessarily required for the game. Um, Four special hero outfits for it. So like you get a bunch of different like outfits for her. Like, you know how you could change outfits for Max in there and you could change uh, Chloe's outfits. I actually didn't know that. Oh, yeah, I actually can, didn't know you could change their outfits. That's neat. Yeah, so, like, you get specific outfits with Max, and, like, for the most part, you only wear, like, the ones that are there. Um, but in Before the Storm, if you pre-ordered that or if you paid extra for, you know, special edition, whatever, uh, you got some bonus outfits that were, like, references to the first game or were oh. in the first game in certain aspects oh, I didn't know that. which That's was really cool. cool yeah that is cool you get life is strange one remastered and life is strange before the storm remastered oh so, so you they, get two other yeah. games too oh yeah that's very worth so yeah 80 bucks for all of those bonuses absolutely that's that's like the kingdom hearts collection so i always tell and people to buy those yeah so i'm like i am i am probably like next paycheck gonna pre-order the ultimate edition and do it for pc and just you know because it's got PS4 as an option, but the way that they've got it listed on like the PlayStation Network setup, it's really hard to actually tell if you can play it on PlayStation 4 or not because they're trying to transfer everything to PlayStation 5. Oh, okay. And I honestly think that I'm not going to go to PS5. I'm going to go to PC if I get another console. It's like, it's probably the wisest decision. It's going to be a lot easier more, to do. More games are becoming cross-platform, too. It's, yeah. It's... Just a better idea. Yeah. So, and honestly, most of my friends are moving to PC too, so it's not like it really <laughs> makes that big of a difference. And uh, you, Hardly played Maverick, PlayStation Ryan. Yeah, Nick. Yeah. Nick, yeah. yeah. They're a whole all, bunch yeah. of people we know. I got Philip in a PC. Yeah. So, it honestly, like, before long, it'll be most of us on PC most likely anyway. So, at that point, it's like, I might as well just, if yeah. I'm going to spend the money, like, I could get a decent setup 
like what Ryan's got that'll still run things for the like still run things decently smoothly for about the same price as I would a new PS5. So, yep. Why even bother? Uh, so yeah, so that's, I'm, I'm super excited about that. I honestly, like, this is one of those moments where I kind of wish that we had visuals cause I'd love to play the trailer for the podcast, but it, it's, I'm sure it's easy to look up and it's, see. Yeah. I didn't, that's so all you have to do is just look up life is strange, true colors, and it'll come up and it'll take you straight to the square Enix website. It's so interesting that I hadn't heard of it because, um, normally I'm pretty either. on top of the square Enix stuff and normally they're pretty good at promoting. Yeah, well, I was so I was looking for games that were upcoming so that I could throw it in there along with glitched and, you know, whatever else just to see what, you know, what we could talk about, something that'd be cool that we knew about. And I started flipping through stuff and I saw that like I was just kind of spinning through and it had like game icons, like uh, title icons for them with names on Google as I was just like sliding through on my phone. I was like, I saw Life is Strange. I went, "Uh, excuse me. I tapped on it and it went straight to that. I was like. I'm wow, watching the trailer right underneath our noses. Yeah. Crazy. So I freaking, I pulled up the trailer and watched the trailer. I was like, oh my God, it's another one. I'm so happy. That's what I'm I hoping. They turn, that's what I'm hoping is so, so far then it looks like we have three characters with powers and I'll tell you right now, they are connected in some way. They I think that be, the yeah. game will, cause I, th- I, I almost know it for a fact. Cause in the second game you do meet that person, not saying who won't tell you who, but you do meet someone it's not it's not like a very huge direct connection, but it is enough of a connection to be like, okay, this is a nod from the developer. Like, like yeah, these people are gonna, these people are connected in some way, shape, or form in this world. And I feel like they're gearing up for a trilogy series, and then one that kind of mashes everyone together for some kind of climactic deal. I feel like they have some kind of thing that they're getting ready for. And that would explain why they're also releasing the first game remastered with Before the Storm along with this new one. I have a question for you. What's up? Would it not be badass for (laughs) them to come out with a game that was still the episodic type game? Yeah. But... It played similar to the way the Demonata series was written, where it jumped from person to person to person, like the end half, how it would go from like character to character to character. If you don't, if you've never, if you don't know what we're talking about, there is a book series that we read in middle school. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is middle school level books, but they are still a good read. I actually read them a couple years ago. I actually reread them and they're still a really good read. They're by Darren Chan, one of my favorite authors ever. Um, it's a really cool story, but basically the perspectives change. The first book is from the perspective of, I guess you can consider him the real main character. He's like mm-hmm. the kind of the central main character, but then the second book switches perspectives and yep. time uh, and time shifts basically yeah. uh, to another main character. Yep. Then it goes back to the first character. Then it introduces a third main character, yep. then back to the first character, then the first character in the sixth, sixth book the seventh book, I believe, goes back to the third character. Well, towards the end, because there was... Eighth book goes back to main character one. It bounces nine, around in the last couple books, like, from character to character, which yeah. is what I was taught. Like, 
the way that like those oh, last oh, few you books mean like, like in yeah, the books yeah the book, it does it does they do like, switch perspectives yes yeah that would also be cool which is what i that's what i was thinking was it's like very if they did it that, that way where it's like you know this portion of this this episode like this chapter of this episode is this character this chapter of this episode is that character like they're all accomplishing like they've come together they're accomplishing the same goal but like you do bits and pieces f- from the perspective of different characters yeah i feel like that'd be a way cool if teenagers throwing around magic to kill demons and blood and gore sounds like your kind of book to read and like you're just a total fantasy person highly recommend that series there's 10 books it'll sap your time it'll be a good read but yeah that would be very cool i read through those so fast it wasn't even funny me neither i've never i've never been interested in a book series like that ever and i always wish they would make a tv show or something um because they did with like game of thrones (laughs) well they did it with another series that uh darren shan wrote Uh, they made the the, freak yeah well yeah they made the movie yeah Yeah. the vampire's assistant which I enjoyed. I liked the movie. I don't. Did you ever watch it? I watched part of it, and then unfortunately, I had to go before it ended, so I didn't I, actually get to watch you know, the whole it, thing. There were a couple of things they got super right, like uh, flitting. So, like when a vampire flits, it's not turning into a bat, but it's like super speed essentially. Yeah. Um, I thought that was cool. I thought they got that right. Uh, the ending was a little weird, but they fucking foreshadowed the end of the whole series. Did you read the series of Cirque du Freak? I didn't actually read the series. Bro, oh my gosh, I wish I could talk about it, because there's this really clever, there's one animated segment in the movie, and it foreshadows the ending of the entire show, the entire, um, or the entire book series. It's hmm. And the way that Darren kind of like ties everything together at the end is a little contrived, but at the same time... It's a really cool um, premise. They set the series out. They set the series out with, and then he just kind of he makes it come to light with two characters that you were like, "Oh, this is how that's going to happen." Because you'd think it would be because there the, there's a whole war between the vampire and vampanese, which are just vampires that drink human blood instead of animals, right? Yeah. And so the the whole war breaks out because one kills the other, and they just turn they turn that that specific instance that causes the war into the very end of the series. And you think it, you th- you'd think that it would happen way before, but yeah, it's, it's really cool the way he crafts his stories. So, um, but yeah, that's fucking awesome. Another life is strange game. I'm excited yeah. for it. I know that some people aren't the biggest fan of life is strange, but I honestly, I, the only thing that I have heard people say that they aren't about with life is strange is that they just don't like the episodic games. Really? Like that's, that's the only thing that I've heard from people. I, like granted, I haven't really searched really hard to get anything out of people. I, I just love the game. I've seen people say that the, that the writing is a little much and I can get, I get that a little bit. The writing is it's a little um dramatic it's a little it's a little heavy i guess but um uh, i know it, a lot of people like the first game a lot more than the second one it really engages me so like the yeah. whole like dramatic like tugging at your like heartstrings kind of like oh like it's always just the feels always the feels it's with for those a, games for it's me. for a certain type of person yeah and i think that when you hit the right person then that's who they make the game for um, yeah, they just they. Uh, it's like Kingdom Hearts in a way, kind of. Not like, for everybody, just but the music on top of it, and the fact that like all of all of the landscapes and everything are like hand painted and then animated. It's just yeah, uh, everything. It's just the artwork is beautiful, and the music choice ties in with the story metaphorically, which is beautiful, and uh, the feels. 
I just yeah. <laughs> the game is I, awesome. I just I just I love the games. I'm so, I can't okay. I can't not. So new Life is Strange <laughs> coming out. Check out the other games. They're very cool. If you've not played Life is Strange one or two or Before the Storm or Captain Spirit, even the free one, I guess. Yeah. Um, fucking give them a chance, man. They're I, I wouldn't say they're like Telltale games. I'd say I'd I'd say they're along the same vein. But I feel like Life is Strange has more. Um, how do I want to put this? I don't want to like step on major toes, but I would say uh, Life is Strange has more mechanical differences. You than have Telltale. more freedom of motion there you than go. Telltale games. There you like go. Telltale yeah. games, it's like you enter this little mini game thing and you press buttons and maybe move around. And then otherwise, you're just kind of making decisions while you're, you're going through the video. You're stuck on one linear path. Yeah. So most of the time, you're following somebody or you're going to someplace specifically. But in Life is Strange, you have like the campus that you can yep. go wander around. You have different people you can visit at different times that do different things. It's much more free roam. Yeah. So, so and if also that they have like play it. they have like really cool collectibles. Like in the first game, because Max is a photographer you have like picture opportunities oh, yeah, that you can yeah. find and create. Yep. And those are all like achievements and stuff. Great twists. And then like, uh, before the storm, uh, there was like graffiti opportunities where you could do graffiti stuff. Cause Chloe's like the, the punk right. chick. Yeah. That's right. And, uh, in, uh, life is strange Two, you have like, there are collectibles that you can get. And then there's also, uh, like drawings. So like Sean is, he likes to sketch. He likes to draw. So there are opportunities for you to like sit down and draw like landscapes and people and stuff like that that are, you know, bonus collectibles for the game as well. Yeah. So there's a lot. I think there's a lot to it. Definitely for a specific kind of person, but also it's a great game like you, you and Christian and Mav all did. Um, it's also a great game to sit down with your friends and make choices together. And it's a really uh, cool party game that you don't need everyone to have a controller to be able to play. It's really yep. cool. So I, I, I recommend, I highly recommend. Absolutely. I, without a doubt, I would recommend life is strange to anyone. Like I, the initial thing that got me interested was that it was based in Oregon. I was like, Oh, Oregon. Yeah. Like, hey. And then I like, That's why I watched gravity falls. I made it through the first, the first episode of life is strange. And I was just like more, give me more. Yeah. Um, well, that's a good first topic. That's a good one. I was, that's very exciting to me. And I, I would, I want to play that one. Um, so I think I'm so down to talk about it when the first episode comes out too. (laughs) Oh yeah. Like I'd, I'd happily, I would love to talk about our thoughts on it. I would love to get our first impressions on it. So, um, mine I thought would be kind of interesting for you as well, because it combines two of our, well, Two, one, well, two of our interests, two of the things that we're interested in, I guess. I don't want to say favorite things just because I'm not sure that one of them is our favorite, but. Okay. Um, so, uh, I don't know if you've heard, but lately there've been a lot of leaks and a lot of information floating around about Magic the Gathering and D&D being mixed together. So, at least mechanically. So, this comes from comic book. Uh, again thank you comic book for all of the information um so what this really what this story really talks about is that there's a new D book coming out on the 23rd of july um i'll get the name here in a sec uh but basically a card was leaked uh for magic a card text was leaked the card is called uh let me take a look cloister gargoyle that's the uh the card's name 
And Cloister Gargoyle has... <laughs> this is the text for Cloister Gargoyle, okay? This is its effect. Cloister Gargoyle, venture into the dungeon when it enters the battlefield. Yeah, venture into the dungeon when it enters the battlefield, right? Okay. Additionally, the Cloister Gargoyle gains three power and flying if a player has completed a dungeon. So they're like adding... They're likely, assuming that that is how it's going to be printed officially, they're planning on adding dungeon crawls into... I'm interested to see how that, that is going to work mechanically because yeah. that like I'm trying to run logistics in my head and I'm like, how do you determine who the DM is? How do you well, yeah. wait? How yeah. do you <laughs> like there's a lot of what ifs there? Yeah. I mean, even even in the the um, even in the article, they're like, we don't really know what it means by dungeon. It could mean a land. It could mean like a coin flip mechanic, maybe of you get through the dungeon or you don't. Or it could be like you you do a whole side thing, like a whole new mode for magic. Who knows, right? Like, yeah. But so far, this is just a leaked card. And I thought it was really interesting to talk about because I wanted to know if we had any ideas about how that could work mechanically or how you would work that into magic is having a D&D kind of dungeon yeah, because with if that's, magic, because it's such a different thing to do. It's that's so kind of yeah. Because my brain, obviously, first when you mentioned like possible cross of D and D and magic, um, as far as play goes, and the enter the dungeon thing, like it honestly sounds like. Which I mean, I, you know, neither of us speak for the brand of the company, so there's no way we could actually know for sure. Right. But it honestly sounds like. Um, Wizards of the Coast is looking to try and have a play mode that crosses the actual game of D&D, the role-playing tabletop game, and the trading card Magic the Gathering play like game. But I... It'd be a sticky way to get that, to, to figure yeah, out how those two would work well like, together. You'd have to... You'd have to have like most likely you'd have to have like a preset module specific to whatever it was. Uh, you would have to have a rule that explains who the DM is. And then there would have to be like rules and guidelines in the module that explain what the DM can and can't do specifically for this one. You wouldn't be able to have a DM that can supersede the rules like you can with normal Dungeons and Dragons. Because like officially the way the Dungeons and Dragons works is the DM has final say, period. Even if it's not the actual rules in the book, yeah. the DM has final say. Not it the is case the of DM's magic. table. <laughs> Whereas, yeah, with magic, it's not like, oh, well, I interpret it this way, so that's how it is. Like, no, because you would have people that would just take magic, complete the cards advantage have to of that. say so. Exactly. And um, that's with almost every tabletop trading card game where you play against other people, like, cards supersede the rule books because they can break the... Yeah. Yeah. So I have a little excerpt here that explains a tiny bit more. Um, it gives kind of a small preview, so I didn't actually read this part when I originally wrote the article down. It says, while we still don't know what dungeon in the context of Magic the Gathering is, pre-release packs for the Adventures in the Forgotten Realm set. That's what the set's going to be called when it comes out on the 23rd. Okay. Um, Adventures in the Forgotten Realm set, it does mention double-sided foil dungeon cards that will be included in each pack. So... What this sounds to me like is almost like they're going to have a different... Because you have Commander, Traditional, and 
Yeah, like it's going it, to be a new game mode. I think so. I There's, think that that's how it's going to be. It's like commander, standard, traditional. Um, I think it's like 30 card and 60 card or something. Oh, yeah. the, the pre-pack uh, mode where you open the packs and build the oh, deck that's, out of that. Uh, that's that mode. Draft. Draft. Yeah, yeah. draft. And then yep. there's like two different kinds of like you can do the standard draft, which is you create a deck out of the cards and you just play a standard game. And then there's commander draft where you create a commander deck out of the. Yeah. Know. So draft is where you open packs. Uh, you pick cards out of those packs. You rotate with somebody until you get a full a fully made deck. And then you play with the cards that you opened out of the packs. It makes for a really interesting game, actually. Yeah. And then you just you add lands, basic lands afterwards, of course. Right. Yeah. Um. So you add your uh, your essential your game mana later. Yeah. Um. So it yeah, sounds it seems to me like it's going to be a separate mode almost. Um. I it doesn't say much more than that. It says that uh, other cards previewed in the set include the evil dragon goddess Tiamat, the evil spider Ooh. goddess Lulth, the iconic okay. draw the iconic Drow Ranger. I'm gonna drow. screw. Oh, Drow. drow. Oh yeah, Drow Ranger. Ranger. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Drist Do'Urden, Do'Urden, yeah. uh, who may or may not also Urden. be the star of an upcoming Dungeons and Dragons TV show. A TV uh, show? Ooh. Yep, and Adventures of the Forgotten Realms uh, will be released on July 23rd. That's all it says. Okay, that's... Drist? Honestly, with how hush-hush they're being they're with gonna, it, okay. it kind of seems like they're... They're going to do something big. It seems like a new mode almost. Yeah, sounds like they're definitely going to try and do something here, which honestly, like, I'm totally down to try it. That'd Me be, too. I'd love to see how it, like, how it's supposed to play out when they finally solidify everything, because I'm really interested in how Enter the Dungeon actually works. Yeah, it would. It makes me wonder how, you, like, because maybe but it's a co-op thing. Maybe it's not even a player versus player mode for the for the card game. Maybe you play against... Um, the DM with the cards, and maybe you are all adventurers against the DM. Maybe, but but then there's the cloister gargoyle where it gives itself a boost if you beat the dungeon. I, that's just I don't know what oh, no. I don't know what you would do with that. <laughs> so I don't know. There's a lot of ideas you could spin around with yeah. it. Um, almost makes me wonder if there's like a specific. Uh, almost like there's like a single single puzzle type thing. Because that could be something where you have like, basically you have like a puzzle. Because um, like a lot of a lot of D and D games, you'll have like at least one puzzle type deal that you have to complete to be able to get through to another area. It's possible that they may have like a specific puzzle. Whoever it was that activated the dungeon is the one who like refs, and then the rest of the group has to. Or maybe not. Maybe it wouldn't be the person who does it because you played the. And it gets the bonus, so you wouldn't be a you wouldn't make it through the dungeon because you yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, it's, I like it's confusing. Spinning for math sure, in my head while I'm doing this, yeah. There's a lot of thoughts going through my head while I'm doing all this. Um, I don't know. That'd be a. I don't know how you'd figure out who would be like the person. Considering that they're releasing know. new foil cards for it that are double sided. Well, double-sided, right? So aren't isn't yeah. that normally like a token or a... Uh, um, well, no. A lot of the double-sided cards that you play in there, you... Um, like, I've got one... I have a card that's double-sided specifically in my um, in my Marath deck. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Marath Will of the Wild, it's a, a legendary creature that's a part of the game. It's got a handful of things. I'm not going to go through all of what it does, uh, but you can look it up. Marath Will of the Wild if you want to check it out, if you don't know what it is. 
um, in that deck that I have, uh, basically I have, I have a werewolf that's double-sided. So you play the werewolf normally and then you pay extra mana to, uh, transform and it becomes like a more powerful version of the werewolf. So maybe maybe dungeons are land cards that tra- that you that flip over at some point for some mechanical reason that turn into dungeons, Could and maybe you don't get that mana until you clear the dungeon somehow, or um, or also, maybe it grants other bonuses. It's also possible it could be like the monarchy. So the monarchy is a thing. Oh like yeah, basically it's like a separate that. token that just enters play when something calls for it, essentially. Um, so basically you just set out a token to the person who has become the monarch based on, you know, whatever card they played to make themselves the monarch, uh, when it enters the play. Um, and then the only thing that being the monarch actually grants you is if you are the monarch at the end of your turn, then you get to draw a card. Um, so it's just like a little icing on the cake. Yeah. It's, not it's even like a little extra drop. Yeah, um, this seems bigger than that, but it could be a very passive thing like that. That's kind of what I was thinking for like, because it says enter the dungeon. Like, yeah, you could have like have it as a card in your deck, but at the same time, like then you're searching for that dungeon if you don't have it in your hand. Um, and there's no guarantee that you're necessarily going to have it seems mechanically necessary too yeah. for a certain deck or a certain monster then like, yeah, judging by have, the cloister gargoyle yeah if you're gonna have stuff that say that says enter the dungeon it's gonna have to be readily accessible which means it's likely going to be a similar thing like the monarchy token yeah and i guess if it was the i guess if it was the players versus the dm the card would read differently probably it would read uh, probably something like because i'm guessing the cloister gargoyle would be a, a dm enemy if that were the case if it was the DM versus the players, it sounds like a sounds like oh. an enemy card to me. No, I feel like that would be something that the players would be able to use just because if they make it through the dungeon. So like if the dungeon master wins, then, you know, clearly there's an issue. They don't get the bonus. But right. if they. Huh. Maybe. What if what if there, what if there was a passive like card a... that was passed around that says dungeon master? Maybe that would be cool. <laughs> I almost wonder if it's like maybe it's just like a really big planeswalker. Maybe. And you I, have to like you have to fight the planeswalker until it dies kind of thing. Like everybody's required to attack the planeswalker instead of other players until the planeswalker dies and that's how you exit the dungeon. Ooh. Oh, I didn't even think about that. So then you'd have to do like kind minimum of barring amount of damage. somebody before you can. Yeah. And then like oh. certain planeswalkers would have certain things. So like it would go like initiative. Essentially, you'd continue in your turn order, but then it would be the uh, the planeswalkers turn and it would just like have similar to they have cards in the uh, in the game that are like first turn after you play it. This happens. Second turn after you play it. This happens. Third turn after you play it. This happens. Yikes. And then it goes away. If they had a similar thing like attack order with the planeswalker like yeah don't enter dungeon reveal planeswalker planeswalker does this then on its next turn it does this and down 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 until you either kill it or clear the dungeon you know and then like you could easily have like four things that it does and then just repeats over and over on its turn until it i didn't even think about that that's really smart so that could be a possibility i guess yeah that is a pot so it also <laughs> looked like you were recognizing some of the names they listed off yes earlier so are those all iconic D names uh tiamat is a uh one of the gods listed uh as oh, a choice hell yeah um dritzt is uh he's just kind of a like a legendary drow uh he's kind of a character 
Um, Spider goddess Lolf. Lolf is Lulf. yeah. Lolf is um, she's she's an issue. We, really, I, I <laughs> she's don't an issue? like her. Whoa. Uh, basically, these are all characters that have appeared or like she's an issue. He that says. have been a part of either <laughs> they're either someone you can follow as a god or they've been a part of some sort of main lore. So one of the modules that's like a big module that's True. out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, a module is a is a preset story and campaign that yeah. you follow if you want to introduce somebody into D anD D generally. Yeah, it's a, it's a very structured thing that helps people lean into learning D and um, flexing their brain muscles sort of. Yeah. Them up and it's it. also really good for starting DMS because then yeah. they're not having to come up with everything on the spot. Like, yeah, you're going to still have some like, um, improv moments where you have to kind of figure out where it is you're going with things because they kind of went off script which yeah. unfortunately a lot of dms when they use a module they tend to railroad the characters into doing what the module is telling rather than just letting the players do what they're going to do and then you know finding some way to creatively loop them back to what the thing is yeah that's kind of the problem when you when you create a um a module like that or a guide for somebody sometimes yeah. like your goal is to flex their imagination but they they end up just like being so worried that they follow it to a t yep and i mean it's it's kind of a new dm thing like honestly it's yeah dude, you, you kind of have to get a feel for it before you can really like be like some people they get it figured out like that like you, yeah you've got it yeah and then other people Nah, well, like I mean, it takes it, them a little while before they figure out like a good style to use and good, you know, if they want to do house rules, like how to do that. Like, like honestly, your first campaign, you came up with a brand new world, brand new system, whole new idea. Like, yeah, obviously it had its issues, which it, you know, comes with the territory of creating something completely from scratch. Yeah. Um, but like it the story you told and the way that you ran it was so good dude it was it was nerve-wracking i'll tell you man it was hard because i am not the most creative person i really am not a lot of stuff i borrow um so getting into it that's the whole thing like yeah. you borrow so much when you're a dm yeah, exactly. you just have to find the way that's to twist the point it so of that the it's module. not exact yeah yeah it's to be able to be like here's some really good ideas and some cohesive threads that you can follow but take it and make it your own you know yeah um which is what i did with mine uh but i was very nervous to to do it because when you're in that hot seat you kind of you get in your own head a lot about about a lot of things oh, yeah. like that as a DM, that's a huge thing. Like you're always like, are the players gonna like it? Is it too much? Like, did I go? And after being top? in a couple campaigns, it's such a it's such a um it's such a needless worry because your players are only wondering what's coming next. Yeah. They're not like they're not like like I never sit there in a campaign that I play and I'm like I'm like okay when did he come up with this and how does it all connect and this is kind of shitty blah, blah blah. I'm mostly like okay I'm here for the ride like let's see where this goes you know. Well, that's and that's the good thing about like this. We're on a far tangent with D and D now, but yeah, yeah. Um, one thing like the biggest advice that I could ever give to anybody who is DMing is to remember one very simple fact when you're DMing, and that's you. Yes, absolutely have a story that you are trying to lay out for the players. However, in truth, it's their story, and you're just narrating it. Right. Yeah. Like. You have to find creative ways. If you want to get them to do something, you have to find creative ways that doesn't seem like they're being forced to do it. Otherwise, it doesn't sound fun. It sounds more like you're just trying to make them do 
Like it's, it's like you're trying to make them read a script is what it feels yeah. like as a player. If you're being railroaded by the DM, the that's yeah. the term that they use um, for like a, a dungeon master or DM that is specifically forcing you into one specific path. They refer to it as railroading. Um, and I feel like you can do both. You can have you can, a good balance if you yeah. not so much railroading them, but like giving them enough choices and experiences along the way to then yeah. weave that main story that you yes. want to in there is probably the way to go if you have to make them go a certain direction. The best but giving way, them those choices along the way is, yeah. is important. The best way I do it is I will list bullet points of what I want to achieve in the session. These are the things that I want to get them through. That's smart as hell. And then I will go, okay, here's the setting here's the possibilities. What are options that they may do? And I purposely plan for certain things that might happen. And sometimes none of them happen. Sometimes (laughs) they'll pick one of them. Like I've had times where I was like, here is like seven different ways that they could possibly take this. Hopefully I've covered all my bases. I'm ready for this. And somehow they find door number eight. And I'm like, I, that, um, like i didn't really think you were going to try that or do that but okay and then i have to decide whether i want to make door number eight somehow end up being door number one through seven or if i want to completely improv everything that they're doing yeah so like in in my campaign you guys decided that you were going to try and uh (laughs) steal the body and resurrect (laughs) um the the former captain that you guys had had yeah now i knew this was a possibility however i was really really hoping that somebody would just be like no maverick i literally thought that he would be the one to be like nah would have recognized viking culture and all of the other and accepted that you were not going to be able to bring him back (laughs) however everyone decided we're going to go through all of these hoops now, the problem is, is certain party members had a hard time rolling very well in very specific Yeah, I feel like cases. if we had just rolled better, it would have worked out much better than it It would have been easier, that's for sure. Yeah. You still wouldn't have been able to resurrect him. Right. However, I mean, there was, there was a very slim possibility that maybe, just maybe, somebody rolled something really, really low on my per- on percentile when I was yeah. trying to do it, and I'd have been like, all right, you convinced him, he's going. Yeah. But like generally it was like no it's not gonna happen you're not gonna be able to bring him back because the spirit has to be willing and as a viking his spirit is not willing to return because he no longer believes that it is his own destiny like he's like this is that was my destiny i was destined to die it's done unless the gods say otherwise i'm done yeah like I joined the armies of Valhalla, and should they call me down to the material plane to fight again, then so be it. Otherwise, I'm out. Right. I'm done. I did my thing. So, so yeah, people will people will try to take things in a totally different route. But the thing is, is you made it feel like what we were doing was very possible. Yeah. And it wasn't until afterward i mean even afterward we were like well we still could have done it it's just we got unlucky or whatever you know or yeah or but the point is is that it feels like a possibility it got as hard as it got because you guys rolled unluckily several times (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) so um anyway so yeah that was my topic that was my first one anyway that's the uh the magic the gathering cross with D D, or at least dungeons 
um, yeah. that Wizards of the Coast plans on putting out. So yeah. I'm excited to see where that where that turns out. Jan- uh, July 23rd. Um, uh, what's the? Let me look up. Let me look at what the uh, thing is called again. Um, Forgotten Realms. Some Forgotten Realms. Yeah. Uh, I know that because that's a D and D thing. <laughs> But they adventures in the Forgotten Realms. There it is. Yeah. They utilize so a lot of characters that are in like Dungeons and Dragons end up getting utilized for cards in Magic the Gathering. Oh, okay. Because so Wizards of the Coast a, owns yeah. both. So like they use the the lore intertwines with each other. Like they right. use the cards to explain some of the lore with the with the stuff in D and D and vice versa. Then I'm sure they have some way of working it out. Too. Oh. The, it'll it. it'll take some some work but they'll be able to do it without oh, a doubt. for sure if if so, that's yeah. what they want to do they'll be able to do it so, yeah exciting stuff i'm gonna open before we move on to the next topic all of you close your ears if you don't want to hear a very sharp sound it's the best sound in the world to me i love this sound but i'm gonna open my can of <laughs> sparkling water jelly belly brand it's so good it is actually pretty good oh that uh, was yeah. pretty loud that, uh, that came that out good a... too that was a crisp open right there. It's a French vanilla. It's actually delicious. Oh, you got the French vanilla. Mm-hmm. This you gave me orange sherbet, sherbet, and that's it's pretty good actually. I was I was surprised. I was too. I like, normally expected I expected way more orange, but yeah. you get that sherbety aftertaste. And then, yeah, whew. I I don't, I'm sure you saw my message in the group chat. I was like, I wanted the very very cherry so bad. <laughs> yeah, I had a top three that I was gonna grab because I was already buying. Yeah. I bought two other cases of different brands as well, so <laughs> gotcha. I couldn't spend too too much on yeah. on sparkling. I water. honestly, I almost after you sent that and I saw that you didn't get the very cherry in your uh, cart, I almost just like got up and went <laughs> to Target and went and picked them up. That's gonna be in a Safeway. Safeway, Safeway okay. is where I got that's it. where you yeah, found we it. Did not, not sell those at Target because we're lame. That's that's fine because you know I. Rather not yeah. shop at Target anyway. <laughs> after after four years of my life there, yeah, I'd, I'd try to stay away. All right, Kev. So, what's your next one for us? Topic, we have a little bit of time left. Well, topic number two was going to be glitched. Okay, let's um, let's let's do that because honestly, I have a couple of other topics, but really, I think we're going to go the rest of the time on glitched. Oh and so, I'll just mention what those other topics are later. Like, I'll okay. just mention them briefly. So, um, so but I, I want to talk have about like glitched. one thing I wanted to throw out like at the very end. That's going to be like a short thing. But, we will do that. Yeah. All right. So. Um, glitched is, uh, they just like sprite art is how they did the, uh, like pixie sprite, uh, yeah, pixel, uh, pixel sprite. art. Yeah. Um, it's a, an RPG video game. Uh, they started on Kickstarter and I don't even remember how quickly they made their goal so fast. It wasn't even funny, but, um, they far, far surpassed their Kickstarter goal um they've kind of been they said they were going to try and release a couple years ago and then something happened and they ended up reworking half the game and uh they've gone through so many things and added so many extra collectibles and bonus features and all this other stuff and just expanded this game and honestly like there's a lot of people I know have probably gotten really discouraged because this game keeps, they keep being like, yeah, we're going to be coming out soon. And then, uh, we're pushing back. Yeah. We're going to be coming out soon. Uh, we're pushing back, but I just got to say a lot of games nowadays have been coming out where it's like they, so they release the game 
earlier than they wanted to because everyone's complaining about how long it's taking and then everyone that was complaining about how long it's taking is now complaining about how buggy it is and then they have to sit there and release update after update after update to fix all the bugs. I personally think that while yeah it's discouraging um honestly it's just one of those things that you're you're gonna have to if you want a quality game you gotta wait for it like you're gonna get what you 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 get out what you put in you put in the time waiting for it letting them make the really good game and doing the whole ordeal you're gonna get a good game out unless you know something crazy like you know they're just really bad developers that are just you know sitting around with their thumbs up their butts well let me i'll add a little bit because I played a couple of games like Glitch. Yeah. Um, yeah, you've got a little more experience Glitch. in games similar to that than so I So anyone who's in the RPG space or even even just the popular YouTuber space at all, like you just watch popular YouTubers, you probably know or heard of at least Undertale. I know yep. you've played it. Um, Undertale was, God, it was one of the best games that have been made in the last couple of decades. It I actually is... didn't play Undertale, but I was present for a lot of your playthrough on Twitch. Oh, I thought that you played at least a little bit of it. I thought no. that you played a little bit of the genocide run, but No. No? Oh my I goodness. Just, I was I was there with you while you were playing on several occasions. Like I oh, guess okay. on your stream gotcha. like three or four times while you were playing it. Yeah, so basically Undertale kind of rocked the RPG world um with like really simple sprite based graphics. Like they were talking like like 16 bit almost like 32 bit graphics maybe mm -hmm. um which is really low res but the game was so charming so creative and every choice you made impacted so much down the road later and there were so many different endings and outcomes no game had ever really done that before and i was rewatching it even not too long ago and it still it still holds up it still really blows my mind what toby fox did that's the creator of the game and so so undertale took five years to make i believe if i'm correct on that it's either five or six years it undertale took, took five while. or six years to create by one dude named toby fox with a couple of other people helping him um i, I played another game just more recently called omori and that game's a bit more of a hotter topic that came out christmas just this last year that game was in development for seven years seven long years that game was in development hell because there were just changes there were um there were scandals there were uh people claiming that the kickstarter for the game was a um was a scam they claimed that hey this kickstarter is a scam and um whatever creator came out omocat they said you know it's not a scam we're working really hard, hard on omari took them seven years to come out came out fantastic game wonderful game i love it there's many endings there's a whole bunch of areas there's additional content there's bonus content all that kind of that good stuff great soundtrack glitch is very much so of the same cloth in fact actually they use the same exact engine which is rpg maker and i'll read a little bit because i actually have the um the itch.io page pulled up i'll read the story blurb here it's not too long um, okay. When a glitch appears in the video game world of Soren, an NPC named Gus becomes aware of you, the player. Travel together to solve the mystery of glitch and save Gus's friends, hometown, and digital world. As the story unfolds, Gus might start to question what role you play in his world. Um, I also played a game called One Shot, where that was pretty much the premise. Um, there's an essence system, there are real choices, um, open progression... Gus himself is a unique mechanic in the game. Gus yeah. himself will change based on what you do and say and the choices you make and how you control him. Um, but you know, just kind of ties in with my uh, my life is strange love. Like it's got yeah. a similar thing. 
And this game has a price tag of $15. Yep. That is crazy low for a game with so much put into it. And this is another game that when the Kickstarter was launched, they met their goal so fast. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was one that was met and then exceeded several times over. And so because of that, they had to keep adding content. Yep. And I know the developers are really hard at work. It was supposed to come out, this this says here, it was supposed to come out October of, la- of 2019. Yeah. And so it's been delayed for about two years. Almost. I'd have been making playthrough after playthrough after playthrough of that game if it had come out pre-pandemic. God damn. Yeah, if only we had it <laughs> during the pandemic. So, like, with all the different essence choices, like, you've probably got, like, what? There's, what, eight different essences? Uh, let me Seven see. One, ones? two, three, four, five, six. There's six. six different, so that's at least six different playthroughs that you could really do technically just by choosing a different essence. Yeah, here you go. Yeah, essence determines Gus's personality yeah and i think when when we played the demo boy it was such a different different. game (laughs) it was such a different game when we played the demo you actually i think instead of the essences or they were still essence i think but they were denoted by band uh positions i think like one was no that was part of the questions at the beginning oh was it so we did like um, it's so hard to remember you know how like in fallout they have uh most of them they have you do like some sort of test at the beginning that like determines how like quote unquote determines how like what you'd be proficient with and this and the other thing yeah they they let you change it later but yeah it kind of like it does like a mini personality test they do like a similar thing at the beginning i don't know if they're going to keep it or not but they did this at the beginning of the demo where it was like if you were in a band what position would you play or like what what instrument would you play this yeah if you you know this that or the other thing what you know how would you do that okay and then of course the frog that was doing it would make some kind of like witty sarcastic comment about every choice that you made because that that was entertaining for me i thought it was funny but it was it was was clever the the jokes and they're not like try hard jokes either they land really well no, it's like it's like I choose I choose drummer, and he's like, oh, of course you would. Yeah, <laughs> you right. Know, like, like so, just a little witty call, like you something would you would kind of ex- like you would expect from someone who just like eh, is downer about everything. They would just make that kind of like sarcastic comment, like, oh, so you're like, oh, I say I'd, I'd be the singer if I was in a band, and he'd be like, oh, of course you must love the center of attention. <laughs> you yeah, know, something like that. Just, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Um, so, and Bebo's there's actually, um, so there's an adorable creature back when the demo came out. I don't think there were variations. I think it was just the one. They were just different colors. That's all. They go quick. That's their, that's their noise. They go quick. Um, (laughs) I think it was just the one. It was this purple duck looking thing with a duck bill and it has long legs and that's what it was. It was called a Bebo and they were adorable. They look super adorable and they want a plushie. You could, you could go to the Bebo farm and there were different colored Bebos. Yeah. But but they were all the same. They were all the same exact like shape and everything. Yeah. Just different colors like red and green and shit. They were, they were, they had six Bebos on the Bebo (laughs) farm and each of them was a color color of one of the essences like each one matched the color of an essence yeah <laughs> and so um they've been i think you want to take this one uh, i think you've been following it a little uh, bit closer than i, I have. like i try not to get on twitter too much because if i do then i end up down just this rabbit hole of all the different things that i follow honestly it's the same thing with like almost every social media that i'm on of any kind i just end up down a rabbit hole and i just i need to not so i try to stay off however anytime i see nico from in-house studios tweet something i am immediately on it because 90 percent of the time it is some sort of update on the glitched rpg 
And most of what he's been doing as of late, as far as posting goes, has been what he calls Bebo Sundays, where he releases an art of another Bebo that they have created. And they have over 150 different Bebos at this point that you can collect. Yeah, and raise, I believe. I believe you also can raise them Did or take care of them. Oh. I think so. Let me. I'll travel to the Twitter page really quick. Yeah, and take that a look. Mo- that might have been one that I missed because there was a little while where I was just kind of ignoring Twitter because I just I didn't want to deal with it. I was like, I'm I'm not doing this. <laughs> yeah, if I remember right, it's a farm, and you can take care of the Bebos. Yes, if you like monster raising side content in your RPG. Um. So the thing that comes to mind right away is something like uh, like in uh, the Mana series and any of the Mana RPG series, you can capture monsters in that game or um, hatch them out of eggs, and then you go to a farm and you raise them and they give you all kinds of bonuses or you can bring them into battle, I think, in some of them. Or in like Sonic Adventure DX, you have the Chows, which are a total right. side part of the game where you go, you hatch them, you take care of them, and then there's little mini games with them. I think that's really cool. That's one thing yeah. that I think sets Glitched apart from all these other RPGs is that there's a really... It looks like he's putting a lot of time and a lot of work and effort into this side mechanic. And yeah. I love it when games do that because it's so it's so easy to get stuck on your main story and invest so much in it. But when you have a piece of side content that's entertaining and fun to play, then you have a whole bunch of people who are going to stick with the game past the story. Because once you're done with the story, then, okay, well, I'm done. I could maybe replay it for different endings, but that's a whole nother eight-hour journey. Yep. Um, Or you could have side content where you're raising Bebos, which are these adorable little duck animals, and that sounds like fun to me. And that also gives you very easy achievements that you can put in for you know playstation xbox deals where like oh collect x number of unique bebos oh raise x number of bebos to a certain point you know did it like all kinds of like you know if they have any very specific like very special ones like collect the this bebo to your farm da 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 so like that that opens up a lot of opportunities for the the completionist uh, crowd that likes to have like large quantities yeah. of achievements so they can collect all of them and complete the game, get the platinum trophy if you're on PlayStation or whatever the completion uh, trophy is for Xbox. I don't know. I don't care. Well, and having those <laughs> having those completion people is really. Uh, I think that's a good thing for your yeah. game too, because especially if you make it worth it, yeah. um, you'll have people talking about like, oh, there's so much to do in the game, and it's yep. so worth it to complete the game. Um, yep. I've invested a lot of time into just getting secret stuff in video games before, so I'm excited to see what he has planned for that's, it. I believe he's a it's a team, right? Still developing I think it. So? I remember there was like three or four people yeah. working on it. I don't know the status now. I've only seen, I've only seen Nico, Nico post. posting as of late, so it's possible that some of the other devs may have dipped out. It's also possible that they're just so busy with the game that they're just letting Nico handle it. Yeah, I mean, games take they take a while, man. They take I mean, a while to come out. Honestly, like, if I were in that ring of people working on it. Like I personally would be like, whoever's the best at making the posts, like you handle the posts and you know, do whatever you need to do in here. And we'll try to take a heavier workload on getting things taken care of. So that way you can focus on getting the word out about everything and doing the the media posts kind of thing. Like, I mean, that's kind of how like dad and I are with, uh, um, with our preacher's barbecue stuff. Like, 
I am, I'm the picture guy. Like I get the pictures. Like he yeah. does a decent amount of the, the social media posts. I do some from time to time, but for the most part it's him. Um, but usually I'm the one who's like, boom, I got a picture. Here's a picture. Like I got, I have a whole album on my phone. That's just nothing but our food. Yeah. So lately they haven't been doing a whole lot of marketing. As far as we can tell, yeah. it's just Nico on his own kind of promoting yeah. whatever it is that he's working on. So in this case, it's Bebo Sundays. Yeah. Looks like he's still pretty active on it. I think he did tweet like not too long ago about it, like a week maybe. Yeah I, yeah, I want to say, yeah, this, this last Sunday was the one that he yeah. released. That was so uh, he's still working number 15. It, which um, is comforting because, yeah. then, you know, he, he is still working on it. Yeah, he's still, still making active strides towards completion. Um, um, that was it, actually, uh, what was it, like three, I want to say it was three Sundays ago. He released a thing basically explaining like how many he released Bebo. Like it was like 130 and I think it was Cloudbow. And he was like, yeah, in the post, he was like, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, there's a, 150 plus collectible Bebos that you can find throughout the game. Yeah. I love it. I, I'm so, excited for that. That's honestly like the, the PlayStation four video game, just the Spider-Man, um, that, uh, I don't remember when it came out, but I know Steven got it for his birthday, like a little, like several years ago. Anyway, I ended up getting it and I honestly like. I'm one of those, like, I like to collect all the things. Mm -hmm. I love to find all the things, especially when they're hidden. I like to find all the things. And that had, like, three or four different, like, ah, oh, find all the pictures. Ah, oh, find all the backpacks. Find all of this. Find all of that. And so I, there was one point where I legitimately just stopped doing the story altogether and just spent hours finding all of the collectible things. Like, I was, like, halfway through the story. <laughs> just stopped and started finding all the collectibles. I did a similar thing with the crew. The crew has, um, uh, like classic cars that you can collect all the parts for. And then you get to, you get to have that car kind of thing when you collect all of the parts. And I spent forever finding all of the parts to, I still haven't found all of them. I think there's still one more that has eluded me. Um, that but extra like content almost, you're still trying yeah, to get, but yeah. like almost all of them. Like, uh, how many? Let me ask you, how many hours would you say you've put into that game because of all that extra content? Jeez, oh, uh, just give me this roughest ballpark answer. Ballpark, I'd have to say above probably at least an additional twelve hours. Okay, so what about total? Uh, in total, like on the whole game, yeah, I've probably spent. That's hard because like it's a free roam, so there's like a lot of room to do stuff. Plus, also like grinding to make the cars faster. I mean, I've probably spent at least four days on the game. Right. So that's like worth I mean, of time playing. Yeah. Like, at so least. if you took hours and converted them into days, it would turn out to be four days total. Yeah. So we're talking 72, 80, 96 hours or whatever. Something like that. Yeah. So almost 100 hours of this game that you paid for, right? Yeah. So Twice, actually. Imagine. Yeah. Because <laughs> I lost I lost my disc copy. Uh, I loaned it. I loaned it to somebody. I'm sure of it. It's either that or it's somewhere in my garage, and I just can't find it. But I, I couldn't find it, and I really wanted to play it. I'd been wanting to play it for weeks, and finally, I just broke and was like, "You know what? I've got a $25 gift card." Shout out to my buddy Matthew. Uh, oh, Matthew yeah, got it right. for me for uh, for Christmas, and uh, I bought the uh, I bought the game with that gift card again as a digital copy. So that way I couldn't lose it this time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I played 
a little while. And honestly, like I tried to go back to the story mission that I was stuck on and I just couldn't seem to beat it. So I literally have just spent time just driving around, either finding new landmarks that you can check out, trying to find the parts of the last car that I hadn't quite found yet, finding the satellite towers that unlock everything. See, and even with the story not carrying through, you still found that extra content to tide your time with the game. Oh, yeah. Imagine with a $15 game. Yeah. You know, that, that has that kind of extra content. In my opinion, I've always, I've always seen purchases as, um, your time is your money, right? Money is time. Time is money. Mm -hmm. And if I spend $15 on something and I get, even if I get like nine hours of gameplay out of that, look, man, that's, that's a good amount of, that's a good amount of time for something worth 15 bucks. I mean, I pay for a haircut and that lasts however long a haircut takes now, you know, 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. right? Something like that. that. And so if you get nine hours out of something paying 15 bucks, then that's a lot of content that you get out of that. Yeah. And I bet I bet you'll have more with the Bebo farm that he's oh, that he's doubt. creating, especially um, if you're also raising them. Like you're not just collecting them, but you're also raising yeah, them. That's, like that's I'm excited be for that. I'm so excited for that. Yeah. Um, I'm also looking at the Kickstarter. I think it's a little old. They haven't updated it. It looks like because I think they yeah. moved to the itch.io page. Gotcha. But in the Kickstarter, I just wanted to give everybody a little bit of a idea of how much this game was supported. So. This game had an initial goal of seventy five hundred dollars, seven thousand five hundred. Yeah, it was really low. Backers backed it sixty eight thousand dollars, sixty eight thousand six hundred forty six thousand dollars to fund this game of three thousand yeah. seventy one backers, and the game will be ported to PlayStation. Well, it says PlayStation three and PlayStation four, but I'm guessing. They're working on moving that to the next step because it's a little old. Like I said, they probably haven't updated the Kickstarter. Um, It also lists Xbox One. Um, Sure. So I'm sure they'll do Xbox One X too, I'm sure. Yeah. If if it's got like the backwards compatibility. And And whatever whatever the new refrigerator looking thing is. Yeah, they also had a, a goal for 3DS. I don't think that's going to... They'll probably replace that with the Switch release for licensing. Gotta be, yeah. Yeah, I, the 3DS is not a hot not a hot console like, anymore. <laughs> I can't say nobody's playing 3DS anymore, but like... I definitely haven't touched mine in people, years. Most people are not still playing their 3DS. I, I do still play my 2DS from time to time, but that's... Yeah. And if anyone ever has any so. doubts, um, there is a full demo that you can play. Full yeah. demo. I should. There is a demo. There's a demo. Yeah. <laughs> no such thing as a full demo. Um, there is a demo you can play. I haven't touched it in years, so I'm sure it's changed a lot. Um, I have. So I have the version two demo. And is it dramatically different? Which is so different from oh, the video boy. that, yeah. like, honestly, I almost wanted to record me playing the version two demo and put it on my YouTube channel too, just because of the fact that it was so different from the original. It was, uh, it was like, oh my god, look at the. I'm sitting there while I'm playing, just like, hey, that was not like that before. Yeah. Hey, wait a minute, that was that's different. And I remember now. liking the original demo too. Oh, I remember being demo impressed. Was I was very impressed. So I'm, I was so excited. I might have to play the new one just to just to I need experience to see if there's the another differences. One. There, I think Nico there definitely is. was like last update to the demo like four different times. I know. Yeah. It's like the last, the one that I have, the edition that I have on my laptop. I'm almost a hundred percent sure he said last edition, and then two editions later he said last edition and didn't say last edition again. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they keep they keep uh, 
they keep updating the game and just adding yeah. stuff. So they so changing the demo. I I don't know if it's a good idea to call it the final demo like they have a couple of times. But yeah, that um, one kind of backfired a little bit. And it, and it looks like they got kind of burnt out on the promotion and and making people wait and stuff. So the crowd has kind of dispersed a little bit. But it's one of those things that I think when it comes out, it it's just gonna explode. I really do. The, I the think it's a game has, everyone's gonna love. Has dispersed, but not entirely because we're still here. Oh, here we go. Danny and so, I are still here. We are all about this game. So this is again from the Kickstarter. Okay. This is just names because I want to give credit where credit is due. Yeah. Um, we have three people. It's, it's got listed. It could be more. So if I'm uninformed, you know, take a look. Likely um, the three that are listed are the three main. And yeah. Then anyone so we have else Zach, who's the programmer. Kinda... We have Justin, who's a composer and designer. And we have Nico, who's the lead designer and artist. And then they also yeah. have friends who have contributed to the game, it looks like, named Anthony Luna. Uh, I don't know how to say that name. Stin? Stin? I don't know. It's S-T-I-J-N. Uh, Von Walkerin. Uh, he, makes, he made the soundtrack. Um, okay. Really good soundtrack, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Very good music. Yeah, I was about it. Um, and Lou H. It doesn't say what that, con- what that contribution is, but, um, but they're there. Hmm. Uh, so... Uh, they have all the ways that the money's allocated on the Kickstarter. Um, they have the demo. They have everything, every goal that was reached and what that goal achieves on the Kickstarter. Um, I wanted to spend some time on the, the game because I think it's a game that deserves to be talked about. It's a game Absolutely. That, that looks like it's being made with crazy amounts of passion. I, I do not want the hype for this game to die. I don't. No, me neither. <laughs> I'm so, so ready for this game. Oh, yeah. And that funding period from $7,500 to 68000 was in a period of 30 days. There you go. So, yeah, people month. were excited. I'm still excited. We're still sitting there, Nico. We're still waiting for it. We're super excited to play it. That's, yeah, Nico Nico on Twitter is at Enhouse Studios. Yep, that's um, the um, I don't uh, yeah. company name, but I that's, guess. That's, that's the, the one where he posts all of the updates for Glitched. Is it's the name, like the official name that it says on there is Nico, but the at is at Enhouse Studios. Yeah, so. Enhouse Studios is the production team, all yeah. in one. Um, so, but Nico yeah. runs the Twitter, I believe. Yeah, if you guys want to check all of that out, like that's that is the best place to find the updates and everything. It'll have links to everything else that they've got going on. Um. But yeah, that's just, it's a game that I'm, yeah, I'm so excited for. I've Me been too. excited since it came out. Me too. I'm, well, since the demo came out. I'm just very glad that they're still working on it. Um, oh yeah, it looks like the last time he updated the Kickstarter was in 2021 of January. So it's actually not that oh, old. There you go. So he did update it. Um, Glitch is still in development. He's talked about issues facing the development. Um, thanks everybody for patience. Enhouse Studios partnered with a publisher. Wow. So they're actually, they're getting there. Um, and release in the next update coming at the end of February. I don't believe I see an update in February for it. Yeah. So it looks like they're working with their publisher to get things kind of okay. squared away, which can take forever, which can take a while. Yeah. Especially because they have to get like, even though they unlocked that they were going to have a release for PlayStation, Xbox, PC, like to do so. They, yeah, they have to go through all of the steps that are getting the terms figured out with the, um, the platforms and working out all of that fun stuff, the contracts, the, the, uh, all the fun red tape. Yeah. So I'll read one last quote, and then I think we should move on to your your last thing that you said you wanted Tidbit. to do. Yeah. Um, one last quote, and this is from Nico. 
Uh, he says, I've poured over four years of my life into this game, but I know it just needs a little more time. Thanks for being patient and supporting Glitched uh, throughout the years. Now it's time for me to focus on finishing up with development. That was posted in January. We're a few months more in. I think it's getting close, and I think that they're planning to release it, if not by the end of the year, beginning of next year. Yeah. Well, uh, either way, Nico, if this ever finds you, we're here. We're we're, we're just ready. we're just waiting. That's Give it all. to me. <laughs> we, like we're cool. We understand you're making us a quality product. We're here waiting. We're just ready. So yeah, glitched everybody. Check it out. It's an awesome, awesome looking game. Absolutely. All right, Kev. What is your little tidbit that all you right. are excited to share? A little bit that I want to throw out there before we finished up is. One of the things that we really we said we were going to touch on and we really haven't touched on much has been anime. Oh yeah, something yeah. that we wanted to talk about <laughs> and it just, just it hasn't happened. So one thing that I thought might be fun would be I know we don't have like an insane amount of viewers, but when I'm looking at all the statistics and everything, like we're probably sitting somewhere around a couple dozen viewers ish somewhere in that ballpark listeners. right now yeah <laughs> listeners viewers and you know what i mean yeah um so to those of you that are listening at this point and you know that will listen eventually um anyone who heard in the first episode you recognize that i have said that i'm not haven't been super into anime hasn't really been my thing but I wanted to encourage people and obviously I have Danny throw out a suggestion now, but anyone listening to send an email to the email that I plugged last time, I'll plug it again. It is snugdanpod at gmail.com. Thank you. I forgot to, I was going to say that in the beginning of the, of the cast yeah, as well. That is S N E U H G D A N P O D at gmail.com. Send an email with a suggestion of an anime that you think I should watch. <laughs> and I will pick at least one of them between now and the next podcast to at least start. If it's short enough, then I might make it through all of it, but I will at least start one and talk about my feelings on whatever that is on the next episode i would love to do that i would love to hear your thoughts on like an anime that somebody suggests to you yeah. especially if it's a popular one and just get your first impressions That's, and like the i guess the big issue is is like because we release we record on wednesday we release on monday like so maybe not next episode but the episode after so yeah, happy this monday, is episode everybody. four <laughs> yeah this is episode four you'll be listening on monday uh at the earliest we will be recording two days later the next episode That'll be episode five. So episode six. Yes. I will either whatever, either one that Danny suggests here in a second, because I'm going to ask him for a suggestion or one that is sent in to the email by one of the viewers, one of the listeners. Um, either way, one of them's going to happen by episode six. I will have at least started one if it's short enough, possibly finished it. In which case, then I will give my opinion on either the story so far or what it is. Um, I personally, whenever I watch a TV show, I am a very, let me give it three episodes. If I, if my attention has not been grabbed by episode three, then I usually am like, nope, I'm done with it. In this instance, I will continue watching 
until Whoa, that's impressive. I, I, until I will continue watching <laughs> until I at least finish season one of whatever it is. That's awesome. As far as so that we can knock some off, so that way maybe people will that way in case people you know suggest ones I've already seen. I've seen Blue Exorcist. I've seen Rosario Vampire. I've only seen the first season of uh, Seven Deadly Sins. Um, which I I honestly need to catch up on that one anyway. Um, I've seen like the first four episodes of Attack on Titan. I've seen and then some after <laughs> like the first what like the what did we watch like the first six of um Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, it was like I think it was almost like ten actually, but it was the two thousand three version. Yeah, um, which is still a great anime. I still love it, but Brotherhood gets more. I was gonna I was gonna switch it up because they're the same story. I think two thousand three does a better version, but does a better job in the first few episodes than the Brotherhood does. And then I was gonna switch the anime to the Brotherhood version when they convert when they uh, divert paths. Gotcha. On you because Brotherhood is so much more entertaining. There's a better conclusion. There's better fights. Mm-hmm. Um, but but. 2003 is such a better atmosphere, character development. It's just... Gotcha. Yeah. Definitely recommend you finish that, by the way. Yeah. And then uh, I've also seen, like, the first... I think it was only two episodes. I got distracted with life, and that's why I never really came back to this one. It wasn't because I didn't like it, but of uh, Death Note. Mm. I also made the mistake of watching the live-action version. No. The Netflix adaptation. <laughs> Bad. Okay, I could tell that it was terrible after two episodes of the original anime. Like that that is how like it's people, totally different. People were upset that had watched the entire thing of Death Note. I watched the first two episodes of the anime after watching the live action Netflix adaptation and was like, Netflix, you fucked up. That was terrible. What yeah. the, what no. No, most of the time they're fire on their TV shows, but their their interpretations really, that they're doing are just weird. Yeah, they released a lot of really good stuff, but that yeah, that Death Note like the only the only good thing about that live adaptation was Willem Dafoe as. I, that's the, exactly what I was like, gonna say. Was like the, the only thing, thing that the like, one thing they perfect. hit the mark on was Willem Dafoe. Like him as a villain, I'll take it every time. That or was like, perfect. Not even a villain, but like a a presence. He's I'll take great. him. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, so my one suggestion to you, I have, like, so many rattling around my head. And when you said that you would watch the first season of one, I was like, honestly, I wanted to tell you Hunter Hunter because Hunter mm-hmm. Hunter is so legendary. Oh, I've also seen the second to last episode of Akamega Kill. Oh, yeah, he came in with us and, yeah, he was watching <laughs> That's it That's a last very interesting minute. story where Danny wanted to punch me, but... Um, <laughs> Don't disrupt my anime. It's <laughs> what happens when I come over to hang out and we watch yeah. the very end of an anime. <laughs> yeah. But I have no idea what's going on. So the one anime, then the one I will suggest to you, and that I'm sure a lot of other people will, that I really think you'll like. Before, we, wait, before you say okay, it, yeah. I do have to say there is one exception here. Uh-oh. It's going to take some serious coercion to get me to watch Naruto. Okay, that's the one I wasn't going to suggest. Okay, because. like I've explained in the last episode, or not the last episode, the second episode, when we talked about cosplays, I explained my distaste because of my brother with Naruto, and I'm sorry, but that is a really hard roadblock for me to get past mentally, so yeah. that one, like... Kevin uh, doesn't like loud, annoying there's gonna be There's gonna be one of my friends, one of my good friends, that's gonna be a little shyster, and just, like, send me watch Naruto, like, seven times, and I'm gonna respond. This is my response to you. If you send this as a smartass, I will respond in the email with, no... 
because then Sasuke is going to come after me and try to take all of my Bakugan so he can become the Hokage. That is tragic, what you've just said. Yes, that's what I told my brother all the time because it annoyed the hell out of him. <laughs> because I purposely mispronounced so many things just there. Okay. If you don't watch Naruto, I, I mispronounced many things there. I think I actually think that if you did sit down and watch Naruto, I think it would surprise you. There are some very surprising human and deep emotive moments in that show. But I but I get that there's sometimes there's a roadblock in a show or especially an anime that you hit and you just can't get past it. There's a show I love called Kaiji Ultimate Survivor. If anyone loves anime, I recommend that anime more so than any other if you've never heard of it. It's so good. It's a gambling anime. But a lot of people can't get past the art style because it's a very different, very uh, rigid art style mm -hmm. and it's not conventional. A lot of people can't get past that. DJ can't get past it. He didn't mm -hmm. watch it because of that, um, which is tragic because it's such a good show, yeah. but it is jarring. Yeah, so some people, there are roadblocks that it just, yeah. you know, you just can't well, get past. Was, so there was, a, there was a roadblock in The Office that almost got me to quit watching in like season two or three. Uh-huh. And that's the scene where Michael uh, wants to find out who the chair model is in the ca in the catalog. <laughs> I love that. When they go to the graveyard, <laughs> and they Dwight dance on is grave. jumping from headstone to headstone. And that is so, <laughs> so disrespectful. Oh, my God. Like, I, yeah. while on the clock, almost yelled at someone for playing fetch with their dog on a section of a graveyard that didn't have anybody in it. Because of how disrespectful, like being that, on a like, grave like that is, <sighs> yeah. So like, I that, almost, in our I almost too. had to quit the office because that like peeved me so bad. I was oh, like, man. <sighs> and you're like, it's a TV show, it's and uh, TV yeah, show. I, it was one of those like I had to calm myself and be like, it, it's a TV show, and Dwight is purposely <laughs> like way the fuck out there. And some people, it, sometimes it, it's like that for people, you know. And thankfully, I got past it because I love The Office. But yeah, Danny, yeah. like I was literally earlier today, just like quoting line for line tons of The Office. Danny, can I said attest it before, to that. man. You're a sponge. <laughs> so okay, then your the, suggestion. Yeah, the one suggestion I'm gonna give to you, and I think you're gonna love it because we talk about so much. Um, just on the podcast alone, the one thing we've talked about the most is heroes. Mm -hmm. My Hero Academia. And you heard it. There's I, a very good chance I'm going to end up watching it anyway. Yeah. Naomi has told me that I no need to. She was the way. one who told me that I needed to watch this. When I was, when we were doing the cosplay and I was like, I've been told I need to watch this one. It, that, that was Naomi. Episode one, tears, tears. Just episode one. It was so, it's, it's such a good anime and it has this really crazy like switch between this is like a superhero, like Marvel DC, like show that you're watching where people are like getting saved and it's like, I'm a hero, you mm -hmm. know? And then it just takes this really sharp turn into like, holy shit, there's some dark shit going on. People are dying. Like people are being kidnapped. Like it's really serious shit. It's not like the hero comes and everything's okay. It's like, this is actually some really serious, like dire shit. Okay. Um, so highly recommend My Hero Academia to you because I think it's the one that's going to fit you the most. And that I think you're going to like the most based on what yeah. we've talked about. Um, it, it's hype. It's great. And, uh, yeah. you'll like it, I think. Okay. So, um, I want to read off just the, the last couple of topics because I had two more, I guess. Um, I'll just tell you guys <laughs> what they were. So um, I ended up, no, no, no. Down a long they, train on some stuff. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you honestly. They were really just filler topics, and you're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, those were filler." Because okay. you'll, you'll 
literally a I always try to about, pick like big topics that are going to get us running for a while. <laughs> you do a very good job at that. Um, one of the topics was uh, just the Switch's life cycle that um, uh, Nintendo was talking about. They had an interview on the Switch's lifespan. And they talked about how five years into development for every one of their consoles is a very important year. And we're coming up on that fifth year. So I don't know if we're going to find either a new console, not probably not a new console. I mean, con- like new generation consoles last for a while. Yeah. Um, but either a revamped version of the switch, like the switch pro, mm-hmm. which a lot of people have theorized already. Um, or, uh, or Nintendo themselves were just suggesting that they have the ability to, um, make, new hardware modifications to the switch and add uh, new games and mechanics because the switch is a dockable and undockable console. They have a lot more ideas for, for um, utilizing that Yeah, for making that more of an integrated process into docking your switch and undocking it and making that part of the game, I think is what I was reading. Hmm. Um, kind of interesting. And so then, like, okay. So you're talking like adding a, a mechanic that actually involves the, the, uh, device itself. I, th- I think so. Yeah, huh. or or something that involves it. I think that that's what they were alluding to. They were, they because they were talking about how they wanted to be more involved in that. You know, the switch is your console that you don't just leave plugged into the TV. You pick it up and you take it with you. So I don't yeah. know what they're th- what they're planning, but they definitely have plans um, to ke- to keep the switch's life cycle going. They said they said they don't plan on ending the switch anytime soon. Hmm. Um, I'm and interested then, to see what that is. The last one, which kind of sparks, a, I think would have sparked a little bit of conversation between us, but mm-hmm. it's not too big of a deal. Uh, so <laughs> Twitch actually added, because we talked about yeah, last time. That yes, was, you I saw had, this, right? Yeah, so... Um, we're going to make it super quick because we're at time. But Yeah, so the streamer that I watch all the time, I'm going to plug him again. My phone went off. There, there might be a buzz in the recording. My phone went off because I got the <laughs> notification okay. from his uh, Discord and his... Um, uh, Twitch because I forgot to put my phone on silent like I always do at the beginning of the session. He uh, he was complaining about the whole adding a, a hot tub category. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, dude, you need to listen to the yeah. episode of the podcast because we talked about the hot tub streams. Yes. And da, da, da. he was outraged because Twitch, it, seriously, Twitch was a gaming platform for people to share all of that and it is evolving yeah big time um so yeah there's a hot tub category even now so not only did did twitch um kind of double back kind of on their i don't want to say on their terms of service it wasn't necessarily in there it kind of was and wasn't at the same time it was vague but they kind of just added this weird caveat of a category to Twitch streams, which I don't know how I feel about yet. I, what a, it's whatever. It's a totally different zone. I'm not in that part of Twitch. Yeah. Um, Me either. But I watch, I watch Kazaya TV at Kazaya TV. That that's who I watch. Shout outs. Or yeah. Or I uh, I watch uh, Danny <laughs> <laughs> at Danza one seven three. And occasionally chicken wing candy at Ching- oh, chicken. Oh yeah, that's candy. right. Um. So. Yeah, and then we talked about uh, Amarath being demonetized, right? For yeah. That. She's still demonetized. Huh. Still no word back from Twitch. Still no communication. She That's just, a lawsuit. She ju- well, she just released an um, update uh, to Kotaku, actually, is where I got it from. And she talked about how she's actually got a lot of Twitch connections, like people at Twitch, uh-huh. and they're, they're cold-shouldering her. It's very weird. They're they're just cutting her off. They're being short. They're not communicating, and she finds it very odd. But the one thing that I want, but the one thing she said at the end of the article 
was that it's not a big deal for her because she has other ways to make money. But she did say that um, this this spells trouble because where does this end and who else is next, right? So is that really a risk for general Twitch streamers, I wonder? I don't know if I have the answer to that. Is it a risk for me? No, I don't plan on doing anything weird like that. I just play video games. Hang on a second. Let me throw something at you because... We were talking, granted, I know this was a joke, but a couple of the guys that are in uh, Kaziah's Discord, we were uh, talking, actually one one specifically that I was talking with, he's a really cool guy, um, he and I were talking, we said, we need to do, since there is the uh, hot tub section, we need to do a hot tub roulette stream with multiple streamers. And basically, what happens is, is one person starts out manning the stream on their cam, and they do whatever they're gonna do sitting in their hot tub and then if you get tired of looking at that ugly mug you have to pay the collective streamers oh, no. to change the ca- <laughs> to spin the wheel and change the camera to another person that's such a smart idea <laughs> that's a very oh man I, most of us were like but we don't have hot tubs that we could use for this and i went I that's fine i will go to target or walmart or wherever i will pick up a plastic kiddie pool i will fill it with warm water <laughs> and that will be my hot tub and that's how that'll go <laughs> so if you wanted to get in on the streamer roulette hot tub uh uh, hot tub time machine whatever you want to call it uh stream you know we make that happen there you go oh that's hilarious <laughs> that's such a good idea i think that that would go insanely well oh, we were laughing at that for a while it was fun um so yeah i mean i guess i guess that's just something for everybody to ponder do you think that that's a uh, um do you think that that's more trouble to spell in the future for for other people, for just casual streamers who might not have the same income avenues as Amarath or other popular streamers who can get their revenue from elsewhere? But for the ones who solely rely on Twitch, being demonetized with no communication like that is a real risk, um, regardless of how you feel about Amarath or any of the hot tub streams. Is it a concern? Should it be a concern? Should we let Twitch know? It's all, those are all questions and all something that maybe we could talk about another time or, yeah, we um, could definitely talk about another time. Cause I've got a lot more that I could say about it. That's some, yeah, some cool stuff. It's a, a some business insight from my one year of uh, business classes. Well, that's cool. It sounds like it would have been a, a good topic to talk on. So maybe we will touch on it then. We'll, we'll have to bring it back. Well, friends, it looks like it is that time again. We are at time. So I suppose I'll commit the sad, sad action of letting us go. Should I do it, Kevin? Bring it on. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. If you're still here, we appreciate you so much. Thank you for the support. So all of you, please listen to me when I say, stay happy, stay safe, and above all else, stay nerdy. We'll catch you next time. Have a good night.